the end goal is to really impact people in a certain way. And a book, the other thing to, to, to remember Hussein is that a book is never going to be perfect. It's never going to be. Joel, I'm super excited. Welcome. How are you today? I'm excellent. Thanks for having me. And yeah, looking forward to this conversation. Awesome. So um, how would you introduce yourself if some people want to know a little bit about you? Sure. So I have two companies. Uh, one is a marketing SEO company called Rancon Marketing. Uh, so primarily we deal with search engine optimization for small businesses. Usually they have a brick and mortar store. We heavily um, work with trades, so electricians, carpenters, uh, painters, roofers, um, those are sort of the ideal clients. And then my other business is called Ghostwriters and Co, where we write basically content to uh, improve your business, to get a, you know, maybe a book out there. And that's primarily focused around thought leadership. So uh, making sure that you are a leader in the field, and then you can um, distinguish yourself by the type of content that you put out. Awesome. Um, you have two companies, but that's not it. You you write as well. You write how many books now? Five? So yes, yeah, five books. So it's five fiction books. And then I have a nonfiction book. Uh, it's about copywriting. But yeah, I also do countless other books under my ghostwriting company. Countless other books. When do you have the time? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I work hard. That's good. That's good. So if if somebody were to introduce you, like somebody who's a who's a dear friend to you, who's someone who's close to you and knows you very well, how would they introduce you beyond, you know, the business side things? And and this is like, this is what I do. What would they say about you? And um, and censor any. <laughs> no, don't censor anything. You can say anything you want. I think primarily what holds all my kind of jobs together is storytelling. And that's going back, you know, I, um, I graduated in a journalism, uh, in the journalism diploma at Langara College. And what drew me to that was the storytelling and, and being able to tell people stories, getting people's opinions on things, their ideas. And that was just really fun to be able to, to talk to people and listen to them. And I think that kind of motivation has stayed true throughout my different career paths. And I think that's what, uh, for my ghostwriting, that's really what kind of drives me is to be able to tell people's story and to help them tell their story. Because there's so many people with fascinating, interesting stories who are, you know, they just need a little bit of a nudge, a little bit of a help to be able to tell that story. Um, you know, and then of course, yeah, personally, you know, I love, you know, creating stories. Um, you know, as you know, I'm writing a historical fiction book about Rome. Uh, so being able to create characters and to uh, tell different storylines, that's just, you know, uh, it's so exciting. And that's what really gets me up. Uh, in the morning and, and yeah, you know, get kind of drives me to, to um, yeah, you know, do, do things better and to get out there and to do things like this podcast. And uh, so is that, is, was that something that is, that was always there for you? Like, did you write since you were young? Uh, mm -hmm. would, you, would you kind of, uh, I mean, I remember being, so when I started playing guitar, too bad for my parents and visitors. I would bring the guitar every time there's a visitor and I'll play the guitar, obviously shortening their visit mass <laughs> in a big way. Uh, would you kind of like tell people stories or were you kind of, did you write them and show them? What, what, where are the early beginnings of something like this? Yeah, so I, I was always a shy kid. So I was never the outgoing type to, perform in front of people or you know like get up and do some sort of dance or singing 
uh, I was very much an uh, introvert. And so I tell my stories through my writing. And that was primarily how it started. And I think it was always something I really enjoyed doing ever since I can remember. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why that's the case, but I think it, there's just some magic of putting the pen to paper and being able to create something and to see it. Uh, I guess that's the other thing too, is like, once you tell a story, it's gone, you know, it's not there anymore. It may be live in their imagination or their memory, but being having a story that's on like physical paper that you can touch, there's some tactile sensation there, being able to pass it to your friends, saying, hey, you say like, this is a great story, here you go. Uh, there's just something about that process that really has always really fascinated me and and it's always been something I've been driven to do. You told me once about um, writing being kind of an escape for you. Mm -hmm. um, started at school and something to do with I, I don't remember exactly, but something to do with your mom and, and, and writing. Can you tell me a little bit? Can you tell me that story? Sure. I'll, I'll try and, and recall the story as best as I can. But I think for me, yeah, writing is definitely an escape. You know, I think that the world is full of, you know, difficulties and and it's hard. It's just hard. Right. And so being able to escape all that and being able to just live within your mind and to create these characters or to work on an internal problem rather than deal with something external is just, you know, be, having that time is just very precious, I think. And uh, I've always been a daydreamer and I've always been somebody who, uh, kind of tries to keep the outside world at bay for whatever, you know, I'm not really sure the reason why, but I've always just found my internal world a lot more fascinating. Uh, you know, just, I think, yeah, all the, there's so much that goes on in my head and, and trying to sort things and create characters or solve problems or whatever it is. Uh, it's just being, I think a, a great interest of mine and, and it's been definitely a theme throughout my life and a lot of people have called me you know like an airhead or a space cadets right um but I don't really mind because I think that shows that I am you know kind of working on my own thing and and you know sure some things slip my mind and I'm forgetful uh but at the end of the day, it's about, I guess, you know, living your best life and being able to do what you want and create sort of the, the stuff that you want to create. And uh, it starts all with the mind, with that up here, uh, with thinking about, about that process, about creating that process in your mind and then making it uh, come true. So when it comes to it's very interesting. You talk about, you talk about writing as um, like the process of writing and, and you escaping, give me an escape from, from the world. I understand that. I relate to that. And I think it's, it's, it's something we, some people find different ways to escape from the world, but you take those ideas and you make them at least from, from my point of view, it, it becomes a reality in the sense that, you don't just write, you you go through the process of writing, assembling those thoughts into a book, and then you go and publish the book. That must take a ton of effort. Um, why do you do that? Mm. Why, why, why publish? Why put them together? Um, I mean, beyond business, beyond, you know, like, hey, I want a book out there. What, what, what drives you to do that? Yeah, that's a, that's a very interesting question because I've, I was asked that not too long ago and really kind of forced to do a deep dive into why is that the case? Is it the recognition? Is it like, is it because I like to be called an author? Or is it because I, I want to be seen in a certain light? Do you and, like to be called an author, by the way? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I, I do. Um, it, there's definitely some sense of, you know, self-worth and self-value that goes in to be called an author. And, you know, I guess on a side note with, you know, my ghostwriting company, people, uh, they, ha- they hold authors to a high, higher level and they trust authors more. If you're, a, if you're an author on a certain subject, if you've written a book about a, um, you know, you know, widgets, for example, then you're seen as a thought leader on, on widgets and people will come expert. to you. Sorry? <laughs> the widget expert. The widget expert, exactly. And there's value to that, right? There's value to being that thought leader um, because, you know, people who are ask questions are like, oh, this person wrote a whole entire book about it. So they must know what they're talking about, right? Uh, but that's kind of a side note. I think kind of doing a deep dive into what, you know, cause I could just be a writer. Like, I mean, um, uh, JD Salinger, he wrote his entire life, but he just, you know, once he got that one best-selling book, he locked everything away in a safe and never released it to the world. And so I could do the same, you know, there's plenty of people who do that. Um, uh, uh, Matthew McConaughey's new book, I think it's called Greenlight. He talks about how he has been journaling for 35 years or something, right? Oh, wow. And there's, you know, there's some value to that. He's not, you know, he's not releasing, he's not journaling to release it to the world uh, for other people. He's doing it for himself, right? Mm-hmm. So there's definitely, I think, a value in, just writing for yourself and not releasing it to the world. But when you do release it to the world and you get feedback, you get, um, you know, you connect with people, uh, that, that becomes a separate, I guess, topic or an issue. And I think it really is about the connection piece for me, at least. And being able to communicate a certain message to that person and having them feel a certain way, having them respond. That's, I think, the reason why I really, you know, I put my work out there and I want people to read it. I want them to, you know, they don't have to agree with me, uh, but at least I want them to respond. And it's about me saying something to somebody else, right? And I think that there is a great value to being able to communicate in that way, because when, you know, like we're talking back and forth, which is fine, but when you, you take the time to really think about something, you have to think about it in your mind, you, then you have to write it down and then you can edit, you can look at it and say, okay, this is not exactly what I mean. And then once you release it to the world, then there's this, there's this like succinct way of presenting yourself, right? It's a little bit more polished than what we're doing here. This is sort of off the cuff. You're asking me questions and I respond just based on, on what I'm thinking at the time. Um, but writing is a different way of communicating. I think it's an important way uh, for a lot of people to, because you know, for especially for people like me who are thinkers and who uh, they t- they put a lot of stock in their words and they t- put a lot of value. And so I think it's a great way to communicate and it's a great way to present yourself to the world. So I think, you know, this has been a bit of a long answer to your question, but hopefully it's, it answers it um, yeah. in, in the way that, that you imagined. Yeah, that's uh, that's very interesting. Especially you, you talk. Um, I mean, we spoke before, and you talked about that writing is not the easiest thing for you. So it's mm. not. It's not like a lot of people may think. Well, you know, you're a writer. Writing comes easily for you, or easy to you. And let's say if writing comes easy to you, you write and you put them together in a book because that's your talent. Um, However, I personally know from you, from what you shared with me, is that that's not easy for you. Um, so, can you can you talk a little bit about 
how writing, why writing is not easy for you and uh, why as, as kind of the act of writing itself. And why do you still choose to do it, even though it's, it's hard? Like for you, it's different than other people's. So I'll take you back. Uh, I grade, I think it was grade one or two. I was diagnosed with learning disabilities. And I think I was never diagnosed, but I suspect I have a little bit of dyslexia as well. Uh, my dad has dyslexia. And I think that was passed down. And it's not super noticeable, but I have this distinct memory of being in, you know, I think it was, yeah, grade one, being taken aside by my teacher. Uh, my mom was there and, and explaining all this to me. And I remember distinctly being afraid to to not being able to read and not being able to keep up with the other kids, uh, you know, and, and all sorts of things, but uh, reading and writing especially. And it was hard. I was put into the special school. I was taken, taken away from my friends and we were put into the small class size. And, and it was a great, I mean, the class itself was a great experience. Um, you know, got more individual attention. I, I, improve my reading writing skills uh, so overall it was good but it was also a very frightening time for me because I wasn't really sure what was going to happen and how I would compare you know especially at that age you're always comparing yourself to to other people like other kids right in your in your age group and so I was not really sure how I stacked up against them and I always remember falling behind, never feeling as smart or as worthy as the other kids. And I think that was a feeling that has definitely, it, it's stayed with me uh, throughout my life. And it, it's definitely impacted my writing because there's this feeling of not being good enough, mm-hmm. not feeling that what I'm doing is worthy. And it's, it's definitely been a struggle to, and I think that it's been a struggle because I am never sure about how people were, will respond and, and never feeling that it's, it's good enough. And I think the reason why I keep at it, why I keep struggling and I feel sometimes like I hit my head against the wall uh, is because I, you know, I love that sense of the process of sitting down with yourself being almost like, it's almost like a Zen state, I would say. And being able to, you know, like we talked about shutting out the world before, but able to just shut out everything and just focus on your thoughts, your feelings. And it was really my, you know, kind of mode of communicating, you know, not just to the outside world, but to myself as well. And I grew up in, I grew up in this very like English household where you know, thoughts, feelings were not encouraged. There was very much like a, it was, we felt very repressed, you know, we, we weren't supposed to share how we, how we thought. Oh, that sorry, sounds like how, a, we how I grew up in Syria. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. My, my wife, you know, her family is exactly the opposite. They'll shout and scream and yell at each other and, and then it'll be okay. It would be fine. But we were never taught as kids to, to share our feelings, to say what we, what we thought and what we felt. And so writing kind of came in, a, came as an escape for all that. And, and there was a way for me to communicate all that without actually saying it. Um, so I think, you know, I, and as I get older, it, you know, it's, it's always still been a challenge is being able to say what I, what I feel and being able to communicate verbally in a way that, um, you know, people will understand. Mm. And so writing has been a way for me to, 
not internalize those feelings and to to be able to express them in a way that I feel comfortable. And taking a book from you know just idea to to publication, the, you talked quite a, a few times about the process. Give us a little bit of detail about that those process like or that those processes that you go through and are they different from let's say a, a ghostwriting book and a book of your own? For me, it's like taking an idea from just where it is to to manifesting and and making it something real that people can can read, interact with, and stuff like that um, is a fascinating process. And, and and I see differences between every single one, every person basically. What is your process? How do you how do you approach these things? Let's start with your with your own books. Hmm. So I it starts with a creative idea, and. Um, Creativity is a funny thing because it's not something you can just put your finger on and say, this is a creative idea. It's really taking different ideas from your experience, from what you read, uh, from your own knowledge, and really taking like, it's like a puzzle. It's taking little pieces from different places and putting them together to some to create something new and fresh and original, right? And that's, I mean, that's a daunting task. Um right to begin with, right? Uh, and you have this self-doubt of, you know, is it really original? Is it really that great? Um, so I think it's, it's you know, really being able to have the freedom to be able to do that. So that's always where a book starts. Um, I, I'll tell you, just to give you an example, I think this might make it a little bit more clear. Um, so my historical fiction book that I'm writing about Rome. This is a new one, right? This is a new one. Yeah. This, um, so I was watching the show Spartacus and, and really enjoying it. And, and, um, you know, I'm a bit of a geek when it comes to especially history. So I was learning about the actual like Spartacus rebellion. And I was actually, you know, cause it's, I mean, the show is like swords and fighting and all this, you know, entertainment. My kind of show. <laughs> Say? My kind of show. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, and so I, I did some research and I found that they actually, no, to like my shock, they, the show was actually pretty true to what we know about Spartacus, which was, to me, like amazing that, you know, there's this like high adventure and um, all this stuff was going on um, with, you know, all these amazing characters. And of course they, you know, they, they embellish, they, not that they embellish it, but they, they add stuff and they add new characters and, and fit storylines in within like the overarching uh, time period. And, so I just, I went down a bit of a rabbit hole to learn about, you know, more about Rome. And I, I learned about um, Hannibal, who was, uh, you know, in Carthage, which was about, it was about, I guess, 300 years. I think it was about 300 years. Yeah, I think it was about 300, 200, 300 years before Spartacus. And that was a time, you know, that was a time period that I found super fascinating. I learned there's all these, um, again, like Spartacus, there's all these amazing rich characters and this great story that, and the funny thing is that, you know, we all know about Julius Caesar, Caesar and the Roman empire and the, you know, th those stories have been told to death, but not a lot of stories have been told about, the Carthage, the Punic Wars and Carthage and Rome battles. Mm. And so I really wanted to, um, you know, again, doing a little bit of research and finding it very fascinating, um, was able to craft a story around these these characters. Now, uh, a question here, if I may, you, you actually, you said you start, was the research started with the idea to write a book or were you just curious to start? I was with? just curious. Yeah. So uh. that's the interesting thing is that I, it was just plain curiosity that got me started. And I think all great ideas start with just being curious. It's not a aim to do something, right? It's not, um, you know, you, you start with the problem. I think any great idea starts 
with a problem. And if you can, you know, if you can't find a solution, then creating one. Um, so you're researching, when was the, the spark where you said, I'm going to write a book about this? Was there something like this? Because that's what I imagine. I imagine you with a with bulb over your head. It's like, ding. ding. Yeah. I, 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 like, I want to write a book. It, was there just such a moment or were you just like slowly easing into it? Like, hey, I'm writing a book about this. See, I think that's the thing with creativity. I don't think there's ever that light bulb moment. I don't, there, we kind of romanticize that, that light bulb moment, but I don't think it actually comes. It's just small steps, small incremental steps forward. So learning something new, you know, maybe putting it into practice and then taking those steps until finally you're like, I got to write about this. or I got to do something about this to make it happen. Mm. Very interesting. So, so then yeah, what I happened? Think, yeah, so you're doing the research, then what happened? So it, it turned, I mean, the book, I mean, I, I wanted to make it a kind of epic, epic, you know, uh, historical fiction book. And then it, it just kind of snowballed into something else. And now it's going to be a trilogy. Uh, so it's gotten bigger and longer than I had imagined um but how long have you been writing have have you been writing this book now it's been about two years two years you've been writing this book yeah how long did how long did the other books take so about a so the first book i think about my first novel that i wrote took two years and that was uh i think i chalked that down to inexperience of being not really understanding plot character um so I, I actually rewrote that book uh several times and changed the storyline quite drastically uh my other books they take about a year to write um give or take um but those were a lot more streamlined i think because you know i had the story the characters i'd already creating because it's a series the the books that I previously published, they're a series. Uh, they're about a journalist who, um, you know, he has a whole bunch of psychological problems coming back from uh, a view as a war reporter in Afghanistan and Iraq. And and so I had created that character already. And it, the, the books after that were merely just an extension, I guess, of the first, first book in a way, because the characters were already there just telling that story this i was taking something completely new and starting fresh with fresh characters and i think that there's still a long long way to go i i think i'm not even half honestly i'm not even halfway into um, the final product but my plan is to uh, rewrite it and then release it in serial chunks on my website and just um, get some feedback that way. So, so how, why, why do you, why do you, let's say, why do you wake up every day? I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a significant, it sounds like to me, like the process. Significant of investment? Uh, yeah, not, yeah, well, it is a big investment, uh, of course, of time and energy. It sounds to me like the process of building a startup, right? You're um, not to compare, but the the benefits and the rewards will come way after like for me writing writing let's say when i first started thinking about writing books and i and i don't write like that and that's the reason i didn't proceed is that i'm gonna write this book produce it in these three four months and then people are gonna acknowledge me as an author so it's like very very much like you said at the very beginning that's desire for recognition and that's why i dropped them because i realized at a certain moment that that's the purpose and i don't want that to be the purpose i want to add value and that's why i wrote like four or five of them and uh, the latest one which is the one the first one i published was because you came and helped as well um and uh, really thankful for that and I, I wanted to add value. And it was, it was really, I, I thought this is a valuable thing to put out there in the world. I will stand behind that. Um, waiting, you've been two years, you think it's going to take, you're halfway through. So that's, I would imagine, another two years, maybe less, maybe more. Um, and then you're going to see the product and then you're going to put it in people's hands. Um, 
sounds to me like a lot of work and with no guarantee of, uh, of how it's going to come out. So what do you do along the way to know that you're heading in the right direction or, you know, uh, do you want to be heading or do you care about heading in the right direction? It's like, you know, I want to write this book. I don't care what people say. What is, what is it? What goes on in your head around these things? I think a bit, of, a bit of all of them. I am a firm, I think what part of what drives me is I'm a firm believer in making, in taking in, incremental steps towards a goal and, you know, doing something each day to achieve that goal. Uh, is super important. I think that the people who build great, whether it doesn't even matter what it is, people who build something great, you know, like uh, let's take Tesla for a sec. Like, you know, Elon Musk struggled for years and years to to get Tesla up and running. And then now it's, I think, the most valuable car company in the world, right? And so I really believe that's the process toward making great ideas happen is, you know, it, you know, great ideas don't just like, again, it's like that light bulb moment. They don't, it's not just like a ding and then this it happens and it's amazing. Right. It, it generally takes years and years of hard work and effort to get something into reality, I guess. And Damn so it, that's I thought all. you had, you had the easy answer. <laughs> There is, that's, I mean, that's the point is there is no easy answer. There is no startups take years. And like, I mean, you know, you know this better than I do, but generally they don't, there isn't like, it's very rare that a startup will just go by it. You know, it'll be like, oh, I have a great idea about this. And then next year it's, it's making millions and millions of dollars. That's generally not how it happens. There's a lot of false starts. It's going, you know, taking a step back to take two steps forward. Um, and that's always been my philosophy because I think I really believe to make any great thing happen, it takes time, effort, dedication. And it doesn't matter whether it's a book, if it's a company, if it's, you know, a life, you know, it's like, I mean, you know, if you want to marry somebody, it, you don't just go up and, and marry them, right? You don't go, it's like, you know, my, my wife watches this 90 day uh, fiance. So 90 day uh, fiance, the premise of the new show. So the premise of the show is that you meet somebody, marry them, and then they follow you around. That's generally not how great relationships work, right? A great relationship is meeting them, taking them out to coffee. It's, uh, you know, taking them out for dinner and then, slowly progressing right and then eventually the marriage and even the marriage is not the the end of it right it takes daily effort to make sure that this thing stays great and so i i'm a firm believer in that and so i think that's part of my philosophy is what drives me to work on it each day and to uh to get better each day interesting um Wow, we, we talked about so many things. If, when you work, you also work with others and help them um, write, which is, I think, it, its own kind of interesting approach because you're not only working on your idea, you're advancing somebody else's idea. Uh, we are working together on, on my second book um, and we work together on the first book. How do you work with others? Um, and how do you help them advance uh, their idea? Because the, you're dealing with their own kind of doubts, their own challenges. Um, what are some of the learnings from this, that kind of process? What are the differences? Mm, yeah, no, that's a very good question. I think because I've been there, that I'm able to help out somebody who maybe the, a lot of these people who I, you know, you're a second time author, but a lot of the people I work with, they're a first time author. And there's a lot of doubts and, and, you know, what we talked about earlier uh, about not being, not feeling worthy or not feeling good enough, not knowing if their idea is good enough for people to read, right? Those are some things I can help navigate um, because I've been there myself. 
and having you know gone through that process i am able to to guide them through and and be able to say you know even like sometimes it's it's like you know your 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 story is definitely worth telling it's definitely uh, a story that people will will be impacted by um, there's this one author who I'm working with and I won't go into too many details, but, you know, he went through a lot of trauma early in his life and he had a diff- very, very difficult childhood. He was basically passed around um, to different organizations and he never had a father or mother figure growing up. And, and he's now going through that self-doubt and he's wondering what people will think of him and, and what people will, will think about when they read his story. And so, yeah, it, it, he's had tremendous, tremendous self-doubt and just reminding him like his story is super impactful. And when people read it, they will be moved by it and it will change how they look at everyday life really um so i think it's about reminding people that it's the end goal is to really impact people in a certain way and a book the the other thing to 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 remember hussein is that a book is never going to be perfect it's never going to be the the i guess you know the be all the end all there there's going to be hearts that are not the that are not how you would like them to be let's let's be honest and and there's going to be parts where you're going to be very vulnerable because you're not sure that you want to share this part of yourself with them mm-hmm. and i think that it's it's i'm there to remind them that it's about being your authentic self and it's not you know life your life is not a perfect like bubble basically uh, there's going to be um parts that are not you know they're they're edgy and they're they're difficult and it can be really traumatic to to share that but i think the more that you are open and honest with your reader the better it is and so it it's helping them not you know through the actual writing process but also through the psychological part of of the writing which is just as hard as the actual writing if not more so right because anybody can sit down and type and and put letters to screen right but the psychological game that comes with writing is it's it's something that a lot of people have difficulty with. And, you know, it's easier for me coming in and looking at somebody else's story and, and being able to comment on it. But, you know, it's different actually going through and living that experience. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm able to come in as an impartial helper and be able to work through the psychological, um, game as well as like the physical act of writing that's um that's very interesting it sounds to me that you're saying something close to anybody can build something but very few people can actually take the uh, the, the work or do the work needed to to make sure it actually solving a problem or connecting with people that's the hard part it's like putting yourself out there and saying Will you buy my product? Will you read my book? Will you, you know, uh, will you engage in the conversation with me? Uh, that's different than doing something on your own and kind of having it being protected. You have to have some sort of vulnerability. You have to open yourself up, uh, really be willing to share and be willing to be criticized. And uh, because some people will not like what you're doing, <laughs> sometimes a lot of people, which is not fun at all. Um, so it's fascinating. And, and for me, the most fascinating thing is that the, uh, the, the work of writing or the, the action of writing is extremely hard for me. It takes a lot of effort to put something out. 
I, I like to write an article every week and I think of, let's say, a topic. I like to write a book almost every couple of months. It's like, oh, this is a great idea for a book. I want to write it. But to go over the hump and put it out there, I kind of have a lot of internal scrutiny so I can relate to that. Um, for you, what are some of the things that were the, the most difficult moments in the process? you when writing a book uh, so maybe one of the books that passed or the book that you're doing right now what are some of the most challenging moments where you kind of doubted yourself or i i don't want to continue or something where that dark place where you know very few times we talk about what are some of those moments if you're willing to share yeah so i think it it's common with a lot of people that self-doubt um the feeling that you're not worthy um, that comes up a lot for me that why should anybody read this? Is it good enough? Um, those are very common in any, for any type of writer. And I think all writers go through the, it's like the ebb and flow of, you know, this is amazing what I'm doing, what I'm putting gold to the paper. And then the next day it's like, all oh, this sucks. This is the crappiest writing I've ever I've ever seen in my entire life, right? And it's um, it is a psychological game, you know. It it's being mentally tough to be able to to, I guess, ride those waves that are going up and down and up and down. Um, because you know, I think the great thing about writing is that you can get perspective if the basically the best thing to do is if you're doubting whether it's good enough to be uh, presentable is just take a step back, you know, finish it, like feel, because I think you need that feeling of completion, right? So if it's a blog article, finish the blog article, don't leave it half, half done. Uh, enjoy the, the, the act of completion and then take a step back and just let it, let it be. Don't think about it. Do something else, go on to the next project, whatever it is. And then take, I would say recommend if it's a blog article, take a week, um, come back to it. And then that fresh perspective will help you evaluate it from a neutral, um, like neutral eyes, right? Because that you don't have those feelings anymore or that you you feel less like unworthy, I guess. And you're able to have a better perspective of is and evaluate in a way is that, is this good enough, mm -hmm. right? Is this what I meant to say? Uh, and if you're still unsure, then get, get opinions, right? You've got, hopefully you've got a network of people um, of who you trust before you put it out there and get them to give you feedback and, and hopefully they'll, they will tell you like, this is absolute crap. Um, or maybe, you know, this is gold, you know? So I think those two ways will help you evaluate what your, how valuable your writing is to your attended audience. And I think if you look at it from that perspective, that you're then able to, to help yourself um, get over any doubts and um, second, you know, issues that you may have um, that arise in the immediate emo like moments, right? What's it like um, to be to be in that moment? Like, what's it like to be in that moment where where you're stuck? You you have the capability. You have some form of like you have written already four book, five books, and let's say or two books, whatever whatever that moment happened, and you're in that moment. Is it like you're blaming yourself? You're scrutinizing yourself? Like, what does it feel like? So I think first off, in the moments you're not in control of your feelings. So it doesn't matter if you're Stephen King, for example, you know, you've written, you know, hundreds of books. I think there's still that sense of, again, in that moment, that sense of doubt and 
you're unsure about what you're doing, right? Is it worth your time and effort? Curious, um, are, are you talking to yourself? Like, is there a voice in your head telling you you can't do it? Or so, like, how does it show up for yeah, you? Yeah, it's it's like, yeah, it's a voice that says you waste basically for me, like it, you've wasted all this time, you've wasted all this effort. You could be doing something more productive. <laughs> you could be doing something more. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you could, you know, not sure if this is viable. Um, definitely that, you know, that there's that voice in that head in your head that says, you know, all those mean things to you. And again, it's a it's, it's making sure that you're, you take it in, but you don't, you put it aside, you, you listen to it and then you take a moment and then put it aside and, and hopefully your better self will win against that voice. Mm. So for you. Um, really interesting. And I'm, I'm fascinated with this. Is it like the first time that you pulled yourself out of this? Did you, were you aware or do you just like you, you were in it and then you got out and then did you develop the stamina? Like, what do you deal with the mo with these moments be much better right now? And you have like, Oh, I'm here. Do you have that awareness? Or like, okay, I'm stuck. I'm aware I'm stuck. I'm going to follow, let's say, a couple of things. I'm going to do some tricks or something to get me out that I've found that it works. If you, if you can elaborate on the difference between the first times when you got those moments uh, and how hard it was, and then how did you kind of become easier? What, what do you do to pull yourself out? Well, I have to say that with my current novel, I actually got into the biggest ruts of my entire career. Oh, so I wow. don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it got if it gets easier. You know, I think this book is definitely I've stretched my abilities. I've stretched myself a lot more with this book than I have ever in my past in the past novels I've written. The the other novels that I wrote we're fairly straightforward. There's, you know, characters, there's plot. This book, there is maybe, there's about 10 central characters, right? And so I'm interweaving their stories. I'm uh, trying to keep the historical aspects true to reality as much as possible. You know, there's a lot going on. And so I, you know, there's definitely it's definitely a lot harder to write this book than it has been my previous uh, novels. Uh, and so I got into this, yeah, this big rut about, I mean, I'd say maybe four or five months ago. And there's like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I, you know, I, uh, I'm not sure where this is going. I think yeah. I've made a complete mess of it. And so that was that was very challenging mentally is is very overwhelming um and so part of me it was just like okay just you know take a step back you know i i actually um i was talking to another writer about my challenges and you know she was just working through some of the issues and and it came back to just again, like taking a step back and being able to look at it from a bird's eye view and, and going back to the outline and making sure that, you know, all my pre, like everything was kind of flowing as it should. I think that if a lot of the times when you get stuck is because you haven't done the pre-work, you haven't done the mental gymnastics that you need to do um, as a writer. Um, the other thing too, is the stress is that stress plays a huge part in your creative levels and your creative abilities. When you're at your, you know, when, when you're stressed out, then you're unable to come up with any solutions and you just feel in a rut. And I think that knowing that these issues it were the roadblocks helped me. And I think that's where the experience comes into play is that I, I realized that I was stressed out and I wasn't really sure what was going on. And so I was able to kind of untangle myself. Uh, and I think that does come from experience from uh, having done it before and um, gone through the, the that same process with 
the other books. Um, so I think that, yeah, that was kind of how I was able to untangle the mess. And now, you know, my writing's going really well of, of being able to, uh, you know, I was just writing this morning when, before this call. And yeah, it's, I'm able now to kind of see clearly and, and things are, are moving a lot more smoothly. Super cool. So <laughs> it is, it is actually, I'm fascinated with the process of, uh, and it sounds like you, thank you for very much for being like real about this, because a lot of times we, we have this perception that, well, you've done it before, so it gets easier. <laughs> and uh, what, I, what's, what it sounds like is you, you, the reason why it may not gotten easier is because you took on a bigger challenge. It's not like, well, I'm taking on the same challenges for, sure. for you. You want, you want something, you want to go after something new. So it presents its own challenges and, it, and you discover yourself in a different way, which is fascinating. Um, now I, I want to shift a little bit uh, the, the conversation you were, you were not always, you know, this um, entrepreneur with, two businesses, you know, writing all these books. Uh, I mean, having known you for a, for a long time now, uh, uh, maybe for you, it's longer than, than me, <laughs> like too long. Uh, so I know that you, you, there were times when you were like, you're trying to build this up. Um, how, the, how has this journey been? And what are some of the biggest lessons for you as someone who's here right now, looking back and saying, Hey, Joel, you know, five, 10 years ago, don't worry about this. Be careful of that. <laughs> what would that be? Well, I want to take you back. I remember this, I remember this moment very distinctly. I don't know if you remember it as well, but we are sitting in Starbucks in West Vancouver. I, I remember just talking to you. And, and I think we were, ta- we were actually talking about public speaking. And I think I had, I, I like to describe it as a mini make uh, breakdown, but it probably didn't seem like that at the time because I was just so frustrated with my life and so unsure of what direction I was going. You know, I, um, I had actually, I put, we, I had, um, you know, produced and, and, um, uh, written this this amazing movie called Nutra Territory, and I thought that it would, you know, once we had you know taken it to all the film festivals and sold it to Shaw Cable, that it would open all these doors for me. That people would be clamoring to to work with me and to hire me for all these projects, and that never happened, right? And so I was feeling very disenfranchised with my life at the time, and. Um, I was, yeah, I was feeling a little bit lost. And I remember sharing this with you and, and I was like, Hussein, I don't know what to do. And I remember, you know, you said, go to Landmark. And I remember you had pushed me no in that direction. Like, Just go to my, <laughs> that's what you said. That's yeah. what you said. You said, yeah. I remember this very clearly. If I'm going to help you, you have to do exactly what I say. Um, like, and I was just so, like I that said, sounds I, was so, like me. <laughs> I was so frustrated, so unhappy. I was like, yes, anything. And he said, go to Landmark. And I was like, shit. <laughs> I was, I remember you had, I think I had, yeah, you had invited me to several introductions before that. And I was like, eh, no, I don't really want to do that. It sounds like a lot of work and it seems difficult. And so now I felt trapped because I had just given you my word that I would follow what you said and you just told me to do this. I'm like, okay, fine. So I, um, I went to Landmark, you know, I did a lot of deep work of, you know, what, where those, uh, those feelings of unworthiness came from. And it came, it stemmed back to the, the moment that I was told that I had learning disabilities and that automatically I made that mean that I was not going to be able to read or write at the level of the same kids. I was not as smart as the other kids. I was not as capable as the other kids. 
And I think that being able to unpack that freed up so much um, in my life. And so that gave me the confidence to kind of branch out on my own and do my own thing. Um, you know, I've gone through several um, reiterations of myself. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, it was that moment, you know, I think those couple steps of, of looking back at myself and looking internally and really, you know, Landmark, you helped me discover that. Um, but being able to see what was holding me back in my life and realizing that I'm not that kid anymore. You know, I'm not that that same person who felt unworthy or didn't feel as smart as the other kids. Um, and that enabled me to have the courage to to start my own businesses and to to branch out and do things that uh, I would have never been able to do. So obviously you've had a huge impact on that, which has been amazing. Uh, and I want to just, you know, I want to end by adding that I also, you know, the fear is always still there. You know, I, you know, I, I still have these f- like feelings of not, not being worthy enough, not being good enough, uh, being scared to, to try new things. Um, but, you know, I think, again, it's that mental muscle of, well, I've done it before, I can do a little bit better now, and I can do a little bit better. Um, those are sort of the, 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 the way that you kind of push past those mental um, roadblocks that you put up for yourself. It sounds to me that you're, what you're saying is um, you, you built you take on something, you build that muscle and, and you continue learning and it's never a done deal. It's never, you know, uh, you never, you never arrived as, as you continue with life, you always have these ups and downs and you deal with them and it helps to have someone uh, that sometimes tell you to go do shit, you know, like just do <laughs> For it. Sure. Uh, I don't Maybe, maybe I don't remember it because all I was worried about who's going to pay the bill. <laughs> <laughs> be in Hussein's fashion but uh, I, I do remember one of the things that I that I do tell people is uh, I don't joke around in the sense that you want to do something you have to be um, I'm, I'm happy to listen but if you really want to do something then you better start taking some uh, some decisions uh, taking some commitments really taking some steps in order for something to happen. Nothing's going to happen. You're not going to get out of something unless you basically work to get out. So everything requires work. And I think that's important. Thanks for sharing that. Um, that's fascinating. Like, that piece, even though it's not like lesson one, lesson two, lesson three, it was, it, it, it held a lot with it. I'm, I'm really fascinated with all of the journey always been uh, since the day we met out of uh, replying your newsletter and kind of having the courage to to meet someone and then that I didn't know and uh, then build up this relationship been been a, a lot of uh, good times especially it, it did help that you knew your way uh, you knew what what to order in Starbucks it was it was, it was, it was good coffee um, so Joel thank you very much I really really appreciate uh, you going to places that are a bit more vulnerable than than usual, being honest, being straightforward. I'm fascinated with the art of writing, obviously, and the craftsmanship, and uh, always been fascinated with how much you write and uh, how you're able to do that. Uh, thank you for giving the time. Any last words you want to say before I let you go? No, I think just... Um... If yeah, I think it's a matter of being true to yourself and to figuring out what internally you want to do, and and don't feel the pressure to to live up to some sort of social standard that you feel like you must be this certain way. But um, and I think writing really helps with that, and and journaling especially is being able to figure out what you really want in life. And like you said, to take those actions to, to achieve that. 
Um, I, I think that our, you know, our sense of self is so wrapped up with external stimulus that we're not really sure that, you know, what we really want. And it takes some digging, I think, to, to get there. Um, but yeah, so I think doing, you know, writing and, and doing some journaling really helps you figure out what you want and we'll figure out how to get you there. 100%. Thanks, buddy. Really appreciate it. <laughs>